How's it going, everybody? Luke here, along with Joe, the Cautiously Optimistic podcast, is back. Um, took a short hiatus because God knows what we would have been talking about. Um, wouldn't have been very uh, enthralling uh, shows, I don't think, because uh, stuff really has just started happening uh, now around the Sabres, around the team. Also worth mentioning, seventh season. Yeah. The, Wait, so the is podcast. this going to be season yeah. seven? Well, okay, all right, all right. You know, a nice two-month hiatus is probably a good time to start oh, the fresh season. Reset. Season seven, who would have thought? No. <laughs> I don't think I would have ever imagined this getting to a seventh season and beyond, but here we are. Uh, yeah. The 2022-2023 season is about a month away, so... Man. Exciting. There's some optimism around the team for the first time in probably a few years. I think the last time there was optimism surrounding the team going into a season was when Taylor Hall signed. Mm-hmm. But like there weren't a lot of people thinking they were gunning for the playoffs or anything, but it was more of a sense of, oh, they just signed this guy and they're going to go for one last go kick at the can before this thing probably gets torn to shreds. And it was indeed torn to shreds. But here we are. Uh, Tage Thompson signed a seven-year extension, just just above $7 million. So I guess we can lead in with that here. Uh, yeah. Not bad. I mean... No, I mean... I think we, we've been talking about this for a while when he started breaking out was... Do they try and bet on him now mm-hmm. and try and get a bargain, a potential bargain of a deal, sign him long term before because this is the last year of his contract. I believe he's at 1.4 million, something like that. But if he goes out and scores 45 goals this year, you're probably paying eight, nine million dollars. And in that circumstance, Tage has locked himself in as a number one center for this team. So Good on them for getting it done. I personally would have liked it a little lower on the money, but we're talking like $500,000 here. What What's that in, in the concept of the salary cap? So I'm good I with also, it. You? I think I also saw Bill Daly say something that uh, supposedly the, the cap is expected to go up a large amount um, in the coming years. Yeah, I believe uh, I did like see 2024. Something maybe yeah. in a couple a couple years. So by by then like the Sabers this year, next year, probably the year after that too, there's not going to be a whole lot of concern regarding the salary cap. So once it starts to go up and I guess it's supposed to be going up by quite a bit, uh I think they're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're good players, yeah. keep them in town. Like the cheesy we want players who want to be here shtick that they've been using the last few years. Uh, Thompson wants to be here, and it's pretty obvious. So, good yeah, on as, them for locking uh, him up. As for how I feel about the deal, I mean, seven years, seven million. That's in my eyes. That's kind of like the uh, the baseline for um a forty something goal scorer like that. You know, it's the like going rate for a low end slash high end first second line center, low right. end first line center, high end second line center. That's exactly what he is. Yeah. Assuming he doesn't fall off a cliff. So there is some risk involved here. So if Thompson 
has 45 points this season and he's going into that deal for 23, 24 mm-hmm. at $7 million for another seven years. We're probably going to be shaking our heads at this, but they're betting on him. He's going to be, I don't think anyone is going to be knocking him out of that top line center role this year. So he's going to be playing with probably Skinner and Tuck to start again where they left off. So I think you're going to see this in uh, my bold predictions article. It'll be up on the chargingbuffalo.net very soon. But I think that Tage Thompson is going to continue to improve. I don't think we're going to see a step back in production from him. What do you think? No, I'm with you. Uh, and I mean, it was his shot that improved so much. And I think that he proved, um, you know, they moved him to center this year. And I think that he proved that, uh, uh, you know, he should have been in that role the, uh, the whole time, but I think, yeah, his shot is what, uh, earned him the deal. I don't think the shot won't disappear, right? The shot won't go, uh, unless he gets a bad case, of the yips, which I don't see happening, but, uh, no, um, again, I'm, I'm in favor of it all. Um, I mean, you want to keep him around, you got to pay him anyway. He was going to command this price. Um, I mean, yeah, I think we should be, we should be thankful that he didn't push us for like 8 million or anything like that, or uh, try and push it any further. Yeah. I thought if they were going to extend him, mm-hmm. like this was probably the ballpark they were looking at. But again, if they decide to wait a year, who knows what that price tag entails, but Thompson, he's just ever since he got here, poorly mishandled from the get-go i remember i think yeah because it they traded o'reilly on july 1st we did a podcast that day lots of cold takes in that episode uh if you want to go back and look at it um but i was always excited about thompson he was the most exciting piece of the trade for for me um he was super exciting at development camp and the prospects challenge but he made the team out of camp that wasn't a surprise, but the way they handled him, he was playing with, I don't want to call them garbage players, but he was playing with garbage players. He was getting healthy scratched consistently and they would just would not send him to Rochester. And they finally swallowed their pride and did it. And then he played well down there, but it just took time. He was just, they rushed him. Like if they put him in the NHL to say, Oh, look, we may, we trade Ryan O'Reilly. Here's this piece. Here's yes. this shiny new toy, but like he needed more time and he needed a good coach. He never had a good coach. It's Phil Housley, Ralph Kruger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he finally gets a good coach and Don Granado, who he's familiar with because Granado was his coach for a little bit for that one year he had in the U S national team development program. So mm-hmm. Granado obviously believed in him. And when middle stat went down with an injury after the first game of the season last year, put him to center and, you know, it worked out and he got a nice chunk of change because of it. So I think it, a lot of it has to do with Don Granado seeing what he had in him because yes, I think if he doesn't go to center last year, we're probably talking about maybe it's time to move on from Tage Thompson, but mm-hmm. here he is. It's uh, it's one of the great stories really. I'm uh, in recent years. Um, for the Sabres, I mean, uh, to go from a, in many people's eyes, a fringe NHL player to a $49 million or $50 million man, actually, 
that's uh I'm I'm happy for him. You know, he had a lot of people uh uh, uh a doubting. lot of doubters. A, a lot, lot of doubters. doubters. A lot of haters. And at times we doubted him too. Mm. Yeah. But deep we down I was sure always did. a believer. I I wanted to because uh Yeah. Bet on the talent. Big Bet body. On the talent. Yep. That's right. Bet on the talent. Like you said. Uh but no, and yeah, it's good they got ahead of this, right? They he is a key piece to the future. Um, and they got a year ahead of it. So uh no, I I, I uh I love it. Yeah, it's it's exciting. They I'll tell you this they locked I, in another member of the core. Right. I um and this this is another reason for this now, of course, waiting to see how Tage follows up last year, but I have not been this excited for a Sabres season in so long. Like I for, for months now, I've been waiting um just to watch a game again. Yeah, I we'll, we'll get more into this in a little bit, but I actually bought a Sabres ticket on StubHub mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. week, and I'm going to go to a bunch of games this year. It's probably going to be the year I go to the most games probably ever in my life. I'll be getting a ticket to one game that uh, we'll get into later on. Um, I'll be getting tickets to one, so we'll cover mm-hmm. that. Yeah, uh, it's just exciting. It's exciting to go into the season with some hope. I don't think anyone's really expecting them to make the playoffs this year. That's more of a next year type of deal, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's going to be Owen Power, Jack Quinn, probably J.J. Paterka, Matthew so, Samuelson um, a full year. There's going to be reasons to watch. It's not going to be... I think last year going into it, everyone was like, oh, this is going to be Shane Wright year. They're going to tank. I mean, not tank, but they're going to be bad. They're going to be at the bottom of the league. Jack Eichel's getting traded. They just traded Sam Reinhart. What? There's nothing to watch. But, you know, by a season's end, there was a lot to watch. And I think this is going to be a great development year uh, to kind of set the tempo for next season. I'm actually bringing this up. Yes. Okay. So according to Odds Shark, um, you mentioned Owen Power's name, and this flashed my mind. He is tied with Mason McTavish. For at plus 400 to win the Calder Trophy mm. this year. Jack Quinn, uh, plus 800. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, plenty of excitement league-wide for Owen Power. That's pretty cool to see. Well, he was great when he played, when he, he arrived was. last year. I hope yes. it's, it's not a case of Casey Middlestat. Remember when he, or I'm not... A case of the them, Casey's? A case of the Casey's, because Middlestat got here after signing at a university of Minnesota and he looked awesome. It's really and, um, good. He, he was just, uh, was not that type of point production the rest of the way, but mm-hmm. I think Owen power will, I think he'll get a Calder nomination. I don't know if he's going to win, but I think a nomination definitely. It's a really a good year for rookies. Oh yeah. This is uh, an impressive list. I'm assuming that, I think one of Shane Wright or Maddie Beniers will get a nomination. Uh, William Eklund is, by the way, third or I guess That's my second, boy technically, uh, plus five hundred. I think uh, Beniers is going to win the Calder this year. I think Seattle is going to be greatly, greatly improved. Seattle had a great off season. I think uh, what they got they signed Burakovsky and they got Bjorkstrand for like a third round pick. Mm-hmm. And they're adding Shane Wright and Matthew Beniers full time this year. 
So they're gonna they're be putting uh, they're putting the effort in. Yeah. Uh. Well, initially I thought, hey, they're probably gonna look more like a Bedard, Mitchkov, Fantilli for the 2023 draft, but you already had that Shane Wright fell into their lap somehow, and now they have their top six centers for the next 10 years. So good on them. Uh, rooting for them, even though Jason Botterill's there. <laughs> but I'm looking yeah. at the Sabres cap friendly now because we were talking about how their salary cap is going to be structured. They finally, because uh, Jeff Skinner, he's got five years remaining on his contract. Tuck has four. Uh, Thompson will be here for another eight years. But besides that, like, not many guys are locked in. Uh, Darlene has two years left. Yoki Haru, two years left. Power, they burned the year. He's got two years left. So after next season, uh, Darlene will be eligible for a year-ahead contract extension. I w- Do you think that they look to do that if Darlene has another good year, similar to what he did last year, and he takes another step? Yes, and I think just it shouldn't take much thinking. I think you just just get the deal done. Mm-hmm. I like. I I don't think um, you should discuss much uh, money with him. Of course, unless he's asking for a, like a crazy amount. But if he wants seven million a year, uh, just give it to him. He's already making six, so mm-hmm. I would imagine he probably goes up into the nines. But I, I see why they gave him the bridge deal. Like it makes sense. He wasn't blowing the doors off the place, right? On that entry level deal, so they want to see what he had, and you know, have and behold, he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's gonna continue to get better, and by the end of this current deal he's on, I think he's gonna be among the best defensemen in the league. He's getting to that level. But I think that him and Samuelson together, they were just, it was like the secret sauce. They were great yeah. together. I hope they keep them on the same pair. And Samuelson, he's eligible for an extension right now. I don't think they're, I think they're done as far as contract extensions go. But next offseason, they're going to have to pay Samuelson. Cousins is going to need a contract. That's going to be a really interesting deal. And also Kyle Oposo. His uh, Tim Murray contract will be expiring, so I I bet unless he decides to retire, he's coming back. Uh, probably at a significantly lowered salary, but I think I think Oposo is going to be named the captain, and we can segue into that right now. But he'll definitely be back, especially if he's named captain. I can't see him just walking and going to another team. He's been the spokesman for Buffalo. And the Buffalo Sabres, he's like anytime something happens, uh, they release like a statement from Oposo, and that just yes doesn't happen usually. Like he is all in, and I just love to see it. I think Oposo is going to be back. Maybe like, he is like a the two million dollar deal for another year or two, and he can still play. Uh, I think for a while, a lot of people are oh we got to dump this Oposo contract off the books, buy him out, buy him out, but. He's been a very serviceable player. And I don't mean mm-hmm. serviceable isn't even the right way to put it. He's been awesome. Like, especially last year, he scored 20 goals. Yeah. He scored 20 goals last year. 
Um, he can play up and down the lineup. I, I'm confident he's going to have another 10, 15 goal season, even if he's on the fourth line. Yeah. Um, God, I mean, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's so, it's, it's so exciting that he's, he's finally, I guess, turned a corner. Do you think that would be the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he had the, the concussions and then his, uh, health issues, which, he dug more into that over the last yeah month that was or disturbing two. uh yeah hearing about that he um i'm just happy that he's healthy again uh mm-hmm. cuz i had seen a snippet when he was really talking about how he was breaking down and um crying and it was just yeah, i think it was on the, the spit and chicklets uh, podcast chicklets. yeah yes i i saw uh, that same clip i it's we're lucky that he's he's even able to play again after that. Yes, that was a scary time, and I'm glad that he's back to his normal self. It took him a little bit, but he he just seemed like like his skating was better last year. His shot was better. Just everything about him just seemed right. Yeah, just season. um, and just hearing about the uh the mental portions of it as well that he went through, um. Mm-hmm. I think that that was the toughest part to listen to because the way he described it too, uh, you know, you could you could feel it. At least for me, you know, I could um, I don't know, I could, I could really um, visualize it. You think he's gonna be the captain? I think so. I think you you give him the captaincy. I think Tuck has already earned an A. Um, or does Darlene get the A? I think I think. Because uh, Darlene wore an A last year, Tuck, right. didn't, Tuck. A lot of people say give him the C, but he was they, um, the only guys in the quote unquote leadership group that did not have a letter. Yeah, I was gonna say I think you give uh, Opozo the C, and then uh, Tuck and Darlene uh, are your assistants. Oh, uh, Gergensons. Typically, they don't. Do Can you do three, three assistants? Three A's. I think that status quo. You do two. And I they could see do maybe the old. Rotate it. Um, yeah, what do they do? The old home and away thing. Yeah, maybe. Or or yeah, like you said, rotate it alternate every game. Oh, maybe How do they pull, do it? Maybe they'll pull an old school sabers and do uh captain every month. rotating captains. Yeah. That was the most preschool freaking kindergarten <laughs> crap. Did any like... other teams do that or was that just the <laughs> Sabres thing? Because when as I when I first started I know, watching the team, that's that was the norm. Yeah. And then uh that just doesn't happen anymore. I think the last time they did like a rotating captain thing was when uh, 2013, 14, I think Steve Ott and Thomas Vanek were the captains and then both of them got oh, traded. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. what was the thing with, um, uh, how did they do it a few years ago? 17, 18, I think when it was Bogosian, Eichel, like Pominville, I think in Oposo. Didn't they do like on the road, uh, or was it Risto had an A, I think? And it was oh, like Bogosian and Opozo were the assistants on the road or something. And uh, It is something goofy. And uh, I forget what exactly it was. Maybe a listener can help us there. But um, <laughs> no, it was very, you know, like the whole the whole rotating captaincy thing the, once every month, like, you know, a new guy every month. That was such a Larry Quinn thing to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Like I was interested because I sometimes I always bring up the the O three O four video. Yeah, and it's just great. Like at the end of the the DVD, like they had like a tribute to all the captains. Yeah, throughout the month. So like, oh, January it was this guy. February this guy. It's just I I need to find it. I need to loan it to you someday. I don't know where it is. I think I lost it, <laughs> but if you have it. Oh man, give it a watch because <laughs> it just reminds me of now. Like the 0304 season just reminds me of last season and like they're about to break out and 0506 mm-hmm. is coming. I just really hits close to home, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean unless you had anything else to say um on the uh Opposo topic or the captain topic. Uh, I do think Alex Tuck is deserving of a letter, though. I don't I think, think he's so. going to be the captain, yeah. though. But I think you definitely. I think it's Oposo's he to lose. Yes, I I just think like you got to recognize all that he has done. For the oh yeah, sticking with it through the injuries. Clearly, I mean, everyone loves him in the locker room. It seems like the whole mm-hmm. team loves each other. Um, but it's amazing you gotta, where the culture has came yeah um 13 14 months ago Mm -hmm. um it's just crazy i would never thought i thought that this would have taken a little more time yeah we're probably a year ahead of schedule where i saw them last year Mm -hmm. so it's good news and they brought guys back like vinnie henestroza wanted to come back and they brought him back craig anderson Wanted to come back. They brought him back. Um, Lawrence Pilot came back. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have many other options because they held his rights, but he came but back. But it's better than I'm going to hide out in, in, in Russia or he's Tractor playing KHL, right? Yeah. yeah. It's better than I'm going to hang out here and collect my rubles until, you know, this, 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 until my contract is done. Then I'll, then I'll head back. Yeah. So better the, than that. The whole, oh, Jack Eichel, they didn't get, let him do the surgery, Whole that whole ordeal. Hopefully mm-hmm. a year, like this off, this coming off season, uh, more guys will be like, oh, I want to come to Buffalo. Yeah. Maybe the Sabres have a pretty good year. And maybe they don't make the playoffs, but it's looking like they're really heading in the right direction. And some I'm not going to say names of the Vancouver Canucks who just signed JT Miller to a mega deal. Maybe they're like, Oh man, we got to shed some salary here because we cornered ourselves in the cap jail. We're going to have to trade Elias Patterson. Mm-hmm. And then Patterson's like, Oh, I would sign long-term in Buffalo and play with my former world junior teammate, Rasmus Dahlin. Mm-hmm. And then there you go. Who's got cap space. The Sabres have cap space. I think next off season, they're going to position themselves to make a big move to add, whether it's a center or a right shot defenseman. And I'm all for it. I think a lot of people are very focused on, Oh, let's keep hoarding the assets. Right. Um, you look at what they have now and you just insert tuck, not, not tuck, uh, Quinn power, Paterka. Like there's really not a whole lot of room to maneuver and put guys like, like if we're just looking a few years down the road, Isaac Rosen, uh, mm-hmm. Kulik, uh, Oslin, like it, you're going to have to make room for these guys. 
uh, down the road. Like they're not going to just be gifted spots. It's going to be tough. Like they have so many good prospects. It's remarkable. You can afford to trade a first round pick or one or two of these prospects and a, a player or two easily. So if they have the chance to get a good player next off season, you do it. And Petter- Pedersen is my flavor of the day right now because it's going to be tough for the Canucks to keep him or mm-hmm. sign Vasily Podkolzin if he turns out to be good. Uh, they Jim Benning just set them up for colossal failure, especially with like the Oliver Ekman Larson trade, the Tyler Myers contract, Tanner Pearson. There's just so many guys that are yeah. locked in there and Pedersen's got one year left beyond this year. So I wouldn't mind it at all. Yeah. It seems like that would be a fit or even a goalie, a goalie, a goalie. Like, that's what I want. I, think I thought that would we'll be get into Lukanen now. And we'll talk about the goaltending situation. Lukanen signed a two year deal. For some reason, it took him like three months to sign this, but a two year deal first year is two way contract, meaning that, he will get paid AHL salary in the AHL. He won't be making the 800 grand in the American League. Mm-hmm. But next year, 23-24, a one-way deal. And he will also require waivers. So it, it then next year is do or die for him. So that's this. Yeah, that's the year. Yeah, that's yeah. the year where, you know, they have Eric Comrie on a two-year deal already. How comfortable are you with... Eric Comrie and Uko Pekka as their goaltenders for the 2023-2024 season. And I'm going to say, not at all. Yeah, okay, see, I'm glad this is exactly where I wanted to go. The thing that is, you know, last time we recorded, I was a little sour on the free agency and stuff. But I've come around since then and thought, like, you know, the only thing that might prevent this team, or that will prevent this team, from making a shocking run, is going to be the goaltending. Craig Anderson and Eric Comrie are not going to get you to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, and, Eric Comrie, he hasn't played a lot of games. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, he was good for the Jets last year. Um, but I think best case scenario, he's the next Jack Campbell. Worst case scenario, he's just a league average. He's a guy. Below average backup goalie. And you he have is a Brent guys. Johnson. Ugh, I don't yeah. know. Uh, no, I, I, yeah. See, like, and next year too. I mean, that could that could be a wrinkle as well. Um, unless Levi joins up and uh, you know is a world beater. The thing is, they're not going to put Levi right in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, I could see maybe he plays a game or two at the end of this season, just to be like, okay, we're going to sign you. You're going to play. Will burn the de- burn burn the year of the deal. I can't see them going Eric Comrie and Devin Levi next season. I just can't see it. Yeah, see, I was, I was, I thought it would be controversial to say trade for a goalie because they're so rich there. But um, I would absolutely trade for a real starting goalie. It, well, it all depends on how the season goes. If they take a massive step back and they're just bad, and we're talking about Connor Bedard. Matt Vamichkov, Adam Fantilli, then 
okay, then maybe I can stomach another year. But at that point, why don't they just get a real goaltender and try and be yeah. good the following year? I don't need, I don't even know. It's like there's gonna be like Connor Hallibuck could be available if the Jets decide to go full rebuild. Granted, it'd be the last year of his deal. John Gibson would have probably two or three years left on his deal. You don't want to lock yourself into a guy who has seven years left, but hypothetically they go for a guy like, I don't know, Thatcher Demko or John Gibson that buys Devin Levi some time. You can, he can be the starter in Rochester for the 23, 24 season. Then he's the backup to Demko or Gibson for one year. And then the last year of the goalie that you just trade for, uh, it could be a tandem kind of deal. And then Levi's the guy after that. Mm-hmm. So because if they don't trade for an established goalie or sign someone this coming off season, you're just going to have a revolving door of Eric Comrie's and Craig Anderson's and you know what I'm Carter Hutton. Yeah. You don't want that. Just skip the line and get someone good. They can't yes. afford it. Whether Uko Pekalukinen's in that trade or not, at this point, I don't think. I think Lukinen's going to get traded. I think. I think he's a sitting duck. I think it's over, um, unless he just blows the doors off in Rochester and comes up and is great. I just don't see it, but I can see that tandem working if Comrie comes in and is really, really good. But I'm not going to set my expectations really high on that. I'm assuming he's going to be average. I think they're going to have very average goaltending, and it's just going to be okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think we might be overlooking the fact that Anderson is uh, he's going to get hurt, I think, like at least once this year, I imagine. Right? Or, yeah, I think he's going to get like 10 games, something like that. Yeah. Anderson's not going to, I'm not, I don't mean hurt, but he's going to require some maintenance here and there, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there will be opportunity there for someone else to step in and hopefully show a flash. What's that? What's that? Let's not forget Malcolm Subban is here too. And he, he is Mr. I love Buffalo. I definitely, Um, I didn't forget he's here, but I also (laughs) didn't feel the need to make it a point that he's here. <laughs> Let's not forget that he is Mr. I love Buffalo and you never know. He might be the number one in Rochester and maybe he would be the guy who would come up. I don't, I wouldn't bet on it, but it's not, let's not act like Lukanen would be yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. The number one call up at goaltender. Ben is the, the number one call up. Then I don't see how you can keep putting stock in a Lukanen. Yeah, this is this is the year for him. Yeah, okay, I think last year I was saying, okay, you better make this team because you have forty-year-old Anderson and Aaron Dell. Mm-hmm. But now it's like he's going to be in Rochester, one hundred percent. I don't think they're not sending Craig Anderson to Rochester, and they're not putting Eric Comrie's one point eight million dollars in Rochester. That's just not happening. Um, he's going to be in Rochester for sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. Do you think Ben Bishop is going to have to report to the training camp to pass a physical or anything or to fail his physical? Oh, has that happened before? I don't know. I, I feel like I would always hear, Oh, David Clarkson 
failed his physical, mm-hmm. like those guys who are traded and just are never going to play again. I wonder if he'll just have to make an appearance and take a physical and go back to Dallas to be a development coach. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Oh, I forgot about this. Riley Shahan is back in Buffalo. Uh, that was during our two-month break, but cool. I didn't mind Riley Shahan when he was here a couple of years ago. Uh, he could be their fourth line center if they really wanted to. I didn't mind him at all. He's a good 13th, 14th forward. I'll allow it. Wow. You know what? Um, when they announced that, I completely forgot he was with Seattle last year because yeah. he just blends in with that group of guys that were on the fourth line last year. <laughs> doesn't he yeah he's he's a guy he's definitely a yes he's a guy yes um they needed yes. another guy who can play center though i didn't love gergensen's at center last year and the way it's looking right now is that gergensen's is going to be the fourth line center but i tell me if i'm wrong but didn't peyton krebs play with gergensen's and Hinnestroza last year at some point wasn't that the line at the heritage classic um oh god i can't remember for some reason i feel like that was a thing um but i feel like that could be a pretty good fourth line like you you probably don't want peyton krebs on your fourth line but like that's not a bad line gergensen's krebs and henestroza i could see it trying to uh i'm trying to research this now um thing with Henestroza is he's gonna play like you don't pay a guy what is it 1.7 million yeah he's making 1.7 million you don't really generally pay guys 1.7 million to be your 13th forward so I think to start JJ Paterka is going to be in Rochester I hate it I absolutely hate it but I think Paterka is going to be in Rochester to start and he'll be without a doubt the first guy up but like you're not going to put Paterka as your 13th, 14th forward and just have him sit around until someone goes down. Uh, that's like Anders Bjork or uh, Riley Shahan, as we just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, it's a crowded room. Definitely a crowded room. It is. Um, now, according to this website, it doesn't look like Krebs... Uh, Played with Gergensen's at all, actually. Okay, interesting. How odd is that? All right, I feel like Gergensen's probably going to be their fourth line center. Uh, I feel like didn't Gergensen start at center last year, and then it eventually changed. Um, but like he's he's played it before. I don't I don't really see a problem with it. But maybe they have a fourth line of Asplin, Gergensen's, and Oposo to start the season. I'm deep into researching this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Um, looks like he actually, yeah, sporadic throughout the season. He actually mm-hmm. did play a lot of center. Yeah, like could could be worse. You could do a lot worse than Samuel Gergensen's as your fourth line center. Mm-hmm. Also, for the Taylor Hall year, Gergensen's got hurt in that uh, that scrimmage before the season starts. He didn't, yeah, he didn't that's play right. A game, he missed the... But mm-hmm. last season. He scored 10 goals 
and the season before he got hurt also scored 10 goals. So if you're getting a player who's putting up double-digit goals on your fourth line, that's great. And yeah, really. He was – Put him like, with Oposo too. Another – he scored 20 goals last year. So they're going to have a pretty good fourth line. He was firmly entrenched on the fourth line last year. Just yeah, looking at Oposo this. Oposo was up and down. Gergensen's was, like you said, entrenched. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he played Athenistroza and Bjork. Uh, Jankowski and Cody Eakin. That's that's as fourth line as it gets in this league, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm just waiting for the we have assigned Cody Eakin to a professional tryout tweet from Sabres PR yeah. over the next week or so. We'll see. Hey, did Mark Pezik get picked up anywhere? He signed with Detroit. Okay. But then he like tore his Achilles or something. I don't know if it was Achilles oh, or not, but sucks. he's going to be out for a very long time. Uh, I feel like we're focusing greatly on forwards right now. What do you think happens with Casey Middlestat? Do you think this is his last year here? I think he's on a short leash to, uh, you know, at the very least. I just, I don't. If he has the Tage breakout, I think a lot of people are like, oh, maybe he'll have the Tage breakout. But if he does, you're in phenomenal shape. Yes. Um. I mean, no one saw Tage's breakout coming, so I guess it's possible. But um, at right now, middle sets guy I'm looking at, like, do a trade for another guy who needs to change change the scenery, right? Mm-hmm. One guy for the other, and make it quick and easy. Um, because yeah, I just well, you look back a couple of years ago, he was at the end of the season, he was their best player. And then he got hurt last because they everyone thought he was going to be their number one center, but that ended up being Tage Thompson. So I'm all for giving him one more year, but if I'm not seeing it, I think he is indeed a trade chip, whether it's for, like you said, the change of scenery type of trade, or they just jettison him off the roster and get like a third or a fourth round pick, something like that. But yeah, 23-24, I think we've been saying it the whole episode so far. It's all about trying to get better. Like yeah. Bringing, transitioning into the Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka, Matthew Savoy era and moving on from the This guys is a bridge who, year. Yeah, this, this is a bridge team. year. This is development mm-hmm. year. Uh, this is going to be the final year of who's in the core. Are you in the core? Casey Middlestat, are you in the core, Victor Olsson? Well, if you're not, goodbye. That's. I think this is going to be the year where we see of the guys who've been here the last few years, who's going to be here for the next few years. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I think the goaltending is by far the biggest question mark going into this. Absolutely. It'll be an entertaining position because I, I real I am super intrigued by Comrie. I do want to see uh, how he does because he's he's probably going to have a career high in starts. Um, well, I can probably guarantee that actually. Uh, so it'll be fun to see. Um, you know, his first real opportunity to to be the guy. He's he was very highly thought of as a prospect. I remember. Yeah, he was a second and, round uh, pick. Yeah. Um. So it'll be cool that we'll get to watch that firsthand i'm gonna look at the free agent goaltenders for next year i just want to see what's out there i am looking at mike Comrie's uh google page 
<laughs> just <laughs> clicking through here. Um, but uh, you know me, Joe. I, I love my goalies. So, oh boy, whatever it takes, I will. Uh, okay, there's, I'll always there's watch some them. guys. There's some guys out Still there. Some guys. Uh, Jonathan Quick, <laughs> Semyon Varlamov, Frederick Anderson, Jonathan Bernier, Cam Talbot. Lots of old, old guys. Like those are some veteran, grizzled veterans at the fine at their finest. Uh, some of the younger, and I don't even want to say younger, like more like middle-aged prime goaltenders. Alec Alex Nedeljkovic, Tristan Jari, and Mackenzie Blackwood. Mm. Ilya Samsonov as well who they didn't sign when he was available this year. Yeah, it's just not a great crop. Uh, like, maybe they decide to go for, like, an older guy like Frederick Anderson, but he'll be 34 at the time he hits free agency. That's just – and I would imagine Pittsburgh tries to keep Tristan Jari. So, I think a trade, as we mentioned, is probably the the best route to take. Any thoughts on those guys? I'm going through the list now. Could you see them signing like uh, a Laurent Brossois if he doesn't oh, resign? No, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, like I said, it's just going to be an, a revolving door of mm-hmm. career backups betting on Uko Pekalukinen and Devin Levi to be good. It's time to stop betting on that and just get someone who's established. You know? I'm with you there. Yeah, so hopefully, because hopefully, hopefully Comrie's good. Hopefully Comrie's just good, and you don't have to worry about this. But the last time they got aggressive with a goalie was Leonard, right? Yeah, and he was fine. Yeah, he let in the soft goal here and there, but for the love of God, like those first two years that he was here, like the goaltending wasn't bad at all, especially the year where it was Leonard and Nilsson. I was listening to. Uh, Brian Duff and Marty Baran the other day, they were talking about how great that tandem was. Uh, I think if they trade a second-round pick for Robin Leonard, uh, the fan perception of him would have been significantly different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, the, the New Jerseys. We want to talk about that. Yes. Okay. Uh, the now, goat head. Yes. The, fan, the, the listeners will have heard this by now uh but i'm gonna tell you uh machine head is going to be the intro music for uh, today's show um yeah it's it's back of course months ago it had leaked um and And of course it was was accurate accurate. it was accurate uh so god it's 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 the video was really cool they made uh oh yeah i watched that this morning it was great and that logo looks really good. I think there was some skepticism uh, when the leaks came out that why would they mess with it? They they broke it. But no, I think it looks good. Um, and I think they might have... They changed the font outline only slightly, it appears. Because at the end of the video, when it says mm. November, it's it's white letters, I think, with a red outline. And no, like, I think there was a little bit more color in there on the original one, but it doesn't ruin the jersey for me. Watching it again right now. Yeah. So it's 
it's it's almost anticlimactic that like we've been waiting for it for so long. And um what? That's just beautiful. I know. That's yeah, I, I'm seeing what you're saying about the, the outline. Looks like yeah. a little more red, but the outline of the goat head logo itself is red now too. It looks like they got rid of so it would the match gray. the logo. Yeah. It would match the logo. Uh it's just it's so clean. It looks great. It yes. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm uh, glad they they fixed it a little bit. It, like they didn't do too much, but they just cleaned it up. Similarly to what they did with their current home logo, they cleaned it up a little bit mm-hmm. compared to the the 2010 to 2020 uh, silver piping era sabers. And thing. but yeah, it, it looks good. I know uh, we talked about this before on the show, but it follows the trend of teams updating throwbacks, right? Senators did it. The mm-hmm. avalanche did it. Um, it's, it's just, it's the new wave. I think that's um, coming around. I'm sure there's other teams that are skipping my mind right now, but um, you know, no, no throwback is left unchanged in the modern era. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think it's beautiful. Also, I want to throw a brief mention out of this, uh, that, that teddy bear, uh-huh. That they're yeah, selling. you pointed this out a few days ago in the TCB group chat. Yeah, they're selling. Uh, it was uh, Melissa Burgess who tweeted this. If you guys want to go check out what I'm talking about here, this is probably this was the day it was released. So this is like it was teased. So it's going to be like a week ago. But scroll through her page and uh, you'll see the photo that she posted from the Saber store where they put they put products on display. It's a teddy bear wearing the new. The new version of the goat head, it has a new logo on it. And it essentially leaked the jersey design, which is identical, but you can faintly see a shoulder patch. Yeah, the and B, I think be with the sword. That that initial aesthetics report, I think it included something about the B logo uh, getting slight modifications too. Yeah, so, how I funny is though why a teddy bear clean that up too, you know? Yeah, but a, a, a teddy bear leaked the jersey. Innocent little fella. I I'm gonna be at the arena on Wednesday. I don't think the store will be open, but I'd like to pop in there if it is and mm-hmm. check yeah, out. I was the looking at the fan, the one Buffalo shop and yeah. some of the prices on Mm-hmm. Like a jacket, like eighty dollars for a jacket. Maybe it's just me getting older, but for the love of God, <laughs> I'm not paying eighty dollars for a quarter zip jacket. You gotta be kidding me! I don't care. There's a goat head on it. No way. But yeah, love the logo. I'm going to '90s night on the 23rd. I already That's bought the my one. ticket. I'm going to be in section 112. I already requested off for it. Uh, yeah, I'm hyped. I'm very, very hyped for that just to see the team go out there on the ice for the first time in what 15 16 years yeah and i wonder what the the giveaway is gonna be yeah i don't know maybe it'll be a bobblehead who knows but it's just oh it's such a good looking logo i love it i think more people are accepting of the goat head now because it's not gonna be their primary home in a way like they everyone wins like everyone mm-hmm. everyone want royal blue back for the most part and the people who didn't want royal blue back probably want the goat head in some capacity so you got mm-hmm. both uh i'm 
very happy with like if you would have told me five years ago that you know Jack Eichel is going to get traded but they're going to have Royal Blue and the goat head and I'd be like <laughs> okay fine it's all right mm-hmm. the jerseys make up for it but yeah they th- name a team who's got a better home away and alternate than the Buffalo Sabres. oh my god I we're, we're gonna have a hard time we're a greatest hits collection yeah, it's and who knows? They got another jersey coming too. Mm-hmm. The reverse retro, which that is rumored to be a blue and gold goat head, which we have. I mean, we got a little bit of a glimpse of it in the the reverse retro from a couple years ago, with the butter knives version. But we're being spoiled. See. see, see how easy it is to make your fans happy. Yeah, beyond just give them what they want. Good. Yeah, just give them what they want. Like I, I think it would be a lot more painful if. You know, they've just been bad and they were wearing navy still. And they're like, oh, you guys want royal blue? Too bad. Ugh. I had a dream last night that uh, they were wearing navy still. It was a strange fever dream. dream It was a really, it was a really strange dream, actually, in in general. I'm glad. I hope they never wear navy ever again. It's just, no, that is one that nobody will be clamoring for. Not it was the most miserable era in team's history. Nobody cares about it. Were they 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 were only good for that first year, right? Yes. And it was just an alternate jersey. So just just leave it. Leave it. We don't need to see it. Oh ever wait, again. no. 2011 they were that was the first year they made the playoffs, but barely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we never need to you see it. You think the slug is next? Um I mean, it's the only other option. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if if Adidas does reverse retro for their final year as the uniform man- manufacturer. I think, yeah, that's you got to do it unless you do a yellow version of the current home or away. Well, we are we've been there, done that. I don't want yeah. a yellow Sabres jersey. No yeah, thanks. I think uh, I think the slug would be the the last possible option. Because it seems teams are going a little outside the box with their reverse retro picks, so um, I'm excited for the the Sharks reverse retro, yes. the Golden Seals look. I'm I'm super excited for this. That. Uh, this was a few weeks ago that this happened. Now, but just in case uh, any listeners need to know, there was a massive leak on Fanatics of all the uh, reverse retro. Not well, a certain set of reverse retro T-shirts. That gave away all the logos and whatnot. Robo um, Penguin is back. Robo Penguin is back. That's just a really nice shirt. Um, mm-hmm. I might just get that just because. Um, but yeah, like you said, with the sharks and the seals, uh, that is what I was hoping they would do: is put sharks instead of seals on the front in the seals font. Uh, I love it. It's it's the sharks are one of the teams also that's in uh, the news today because of leaks. Jersey leaks. Yeah, they're going back to all teal, basically. Yeah, uh, all look. Te- kind of uh, wish they no had gray. black pants on those homes, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, these again, if you're listening to this now, go to Aesthetics, uh, Aesthetics, T H E T I C S, on Twitter, and um, they have it all posted. And then uh, Vegas is the other one. Yeah, the I love the Vegas. 
uh, yeah. jersey. I think it looks better than what they have currently. The font is really cool, and I really thought it was funny that Alex Tuck was in the concept art. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you did you know Vegas is going to their gold jersey for their home this year? Yes. Yeah, they, they scrapped the gray. I was kind of surprised. but That, that had been rumored for a while. Be, they can be horrendous with Jack Eichel wearing gold this coming mm-hmm. season. Oh, I forgot they signed Phil Kessel, too. Yeah. Oh, boy. I hope. I wish they had their first-round pick again. Seems like a it would have been a... it would have been so fun to just two straight years of rooting against Vegas and hopefully getting a good pick out of it. Is that a desperation signing in your eyes? Uh, I think so. I think so too. Yeah. They're they're not paying him a ton, but they also still have to sign Nick Hague. I don't know what they're waiting mm-hmm. for. I'm hoping someone signs him to a predatory offer sheet. A predatory offer sheet. Yeah. You know, Four <laughs> yes. million. Something maybe like a second round pick. Why not? Yeah. Screw them over. Oh, wait. Yeah. They don't have. Yeah. Yeah. I was going yeah. to say the Tell Sabres, them to go to hell. The Sabres could do that, but they don't have a third round pick. But <sighs> yeah, because they just had to include their third round pick in the Jack Eichel trade for whatever reason. But, anyways, we're not going to dwell on that. I will always get. Nick Hague and Cal Clegg mixed up. <laughs> they have Cal Clegg. I know. Yeah, he's going to be. I know. Rochester. Do you think Cal Clegg is going to play any games for the Sabres this year? Um, oh, they're in trouble probably... if he is. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I I feel like he'll find his way into a game. There's always some kind of uh, crisis. Teams always have injuries, right? I mean, yeah, I think it'll happen. Uh, are we missing anything? Anything else going on? No. No. Yeah, I I've I think I've talked about everything that I've Can wanted I to. Can I tell I actually have a funny uh story that we talked about before going on, but I like to share it. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh so I was I got home from work today and I, I, I brought the paper that I brought home from work to my grandma, who lives next door. And I'm walking and I look at the window, just kind of looking, and I I noticed that there's a slug on the the window shutter to the left of the window and one i didn't know that slugs could climb walls uh and two i thought how ironic that this is right before we're we're going to record a show um it might still be there for all i know so i told my mom about it and we laughed and she said is this a sign that Sabres going to be good this year? And I mm. laughed that off. Then she goes, uh, "We, what do you think we should name it? And I walk upstairs and I go, Darcy. Oh, yes. Yes. Darcy so, the slug. The pet yeah. slug. You notice that the management at the time was Larry, Lindy, and Darcy. There was Larry Quinn, Darcy McGear, Lindy Ruff. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what's, uh, Larry Curley the, the and three Mo. stooges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but something I thought of. And well, also, we have some somber news uh, to share. Uh, we are officially locked out of <laughs> our former Charging yeah. Buffalo studio. Uh, not going to happen uh, anymore. The 
our one last connection that we had at our uh, previous college where we recorded. Uh, she left the university, so we don't have an in anymore, even though it was extremely difficult to get in in the first place so obviously you don't not gonna say, happen you don't say names or anything can you can you please share what <laughs> happened okay so i laughed at uh it could be- i hope, hope she doesn't listen to this i don't think she no. will but. <laughs> <laughs> anyways so you know me being the good person that i am i reached out to her and you're like oh i heard you're leaving college uh where are you going and i was like oh thanks for everything i appreciate all you've done uh i had fun in your classes the yada 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 and then i was like oh and she's like oh yeah thanks blah blah how you doing i'm like yeah i'm great i'm not but you know it is what it is uh and i was like oh what where are you going we're uh, i'm not going to say the state that she's going to uh, for secrecy purposes but then doesn't even say anything. Just sends me a link to the, the college and nothing. nothing after I that. think that is so great because like yeah, we know her. We know the minimal effort. Yes. Um, like on top of knowing that she put minimal effort into her job, like knowing like that is that's the most F you stop texting me thing i could think of is just sending someone a link you couldn't bother to type the name of the school <laughs> i thought that was so it would funny. have been quicker to just type the name of the, the school than going to google typing it out already my theory is she just doesn't being and pasting it yeah no. Yeah, so the our nice professional grade studio days are over for it's now. We'll see done as quick as what it the started. future holds, but uh, maybe someday if we ever make it big and can actually afford to buy a home, uh, we that, will build a at home studio. That'd be cool. Uh, we'll see if that ever happens, though. Yeah, Own a home together. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, a good episode of the seventh season of the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast. Uh, if you've been here through all seven seasons, you got a thumbs up. We appreciate you. And if this is the first time you've ever listened, you got a thumbs up too. We appreciate you for checking us out. Uh, as always, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Joe TCB NHL. Luke is also on Twitter, LVKETCB. Uh, charging buffalo follow them as well twitter and instagram at the charging buff follow our podcasts twitter account as well uh we really i think this year we really got to get that growing uh a follow would be appreciated we're gonna figure something out on there maybe a giveaway or something uh to get some more engagement on there who knows but yeah, that's at co underscore tcb underscore pod. So give that a follow. And we're gonna, we always say it, we're gonna try and be once a week, but life gets in the way sometimes. So we're gonna try and do one next week or the week after. Talk about the prospects challenge and training camp that's coming up. I'm gonna try and get to all the prospects challenge games. Uh, a couple new teams are in it as well. I believe Pittsburgh, Boston. Montreal is in it, Ottawa, and the Bruins. Did I say the Bruins already? There's a couple more teams, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to say the least. So I'm going to hopefully make it out to a bunch of those games. 
and report back to Luke and the listeners. So, yeah, we'll be back in the next week or two. Talk about that and the season to come. As always, we appreciate you for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.